Welcome to Packaging News Weekly, a weekly show hosted on LinkedIn Live by Adam Peake, Corey Connors, and Avelio Matos. This news is being brought to you by Ubuntu. Ubuntu is a community of change makers and sustainability. If you want to join us, you can go to sustainablepackaging.io. Once again, that is sustainablepackaging.io and use code PACKAGING25. Join us in our community so that we can make a difference in the world. Now, here's the news. Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks so much for joining us. You've got uh, you've got me, Avelli Matos, Corey Connors at Corrugated, Adam Peak at Packaging Pastor. Um, hope everybody's doing great today. We've got we've got a bunch of stuff, man. Um, not only is there a bunch of stuff that we've seen online. If you uh, if you go to Ubuntu, there's always they've always got some great new news happening there. Um, shout out to Ubuntu. Uh, but how are you guys doing coming through this weekend? Before we jump into uh, some news. Doing great. How are you doing today, Valio? I'm awesome, man. How's it going, Adam? Good. How long have you been back in the land of uh, Arizona? Because you were in like some freezing cold Arctic. <laughs> yeah, I was in New Hampshire. It was like negative, I don't know. Uh, New Hampshire. Freezing. I've never been. I've back, uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine are three states I've never been to. Me neither. That's where we should have our first meeting, Super the three of us. Cold. In, in January, in the dead of winter. <laughs> yes, Bangor, Maine. Awesome. <laughs> hey, so I've seen. Um, all right, so I posted about Liquid Death, and um, you know they they were on the podcast. You can you can check them out. Uh, but we've had a lot of comments go back and forth. One, Adam, you keep going to is, and I'd like to get into it a little bit more. Uh, is the aluminum shortages that are happening, and sometimes that you feel maybe water doesn't deserve to be in aluminum. Yeah. Uh, Hugh says Vermont is a perfect place for us to meet. Yeah. We'll come out. Uh, <laughs> at Butternut mountain farms. We'll come, we'll, we'll come do something live there. That'd be fun. Yeah. So the idea was actually first brought to me by Valerie Hawks at interact Boulder. And I had never had this thought before. And she just kind of said, you know, aluminum is a great, uh, resource and a great material for packaging, but it has a it has an actual purpose. Uh, it it does have a pretty high amount of energy use to get created, <clears throat> and certainly it can be uh, you know, uh, recycled infinitely. Right, it just keeps going and going and going. Right. Um, and what that has led to is this this very real idea that aluminum is a is a sustainable material, given that so much of it is still in circulation today, but we have minimum order quantities have skyrocketed. Pricing has gone up because the demand for aluminum cans is much higher than the supply. And it's hard to just scale up aluminum production. So you've got companies like Vobev out here in Utah, who I know has been on both mine and Corey's podcast. that's trying to help out and fill in the gap, but it's just hard to scale up. So we have all of these water companies who don't like water does not need aluminum. Uh, it doesn't need the barrier properties. It doesn't need, uh, it, it doesn't need the, the lightweight, it doesn't need any of that stuff, right? It, it can be just fine in glass. It, it doesn't need an aseptic carton. It can be just fine in, in a lightweighted clear PET, which is also in high demand. So my question isn't so much like, oh, I have an agenda here. It's just more like, is actually putting water 
in decorated aluminum cans a, a truly sustainable solution given the fact that now we have companies who who like like beer companies and and energy drink companies and companies that actually need that for you know the carbonation or for the product integrity that yeah. can't get cans decorated and they need to put labels and shrink sleeves on them which is causing more aluminum to not be properly recycled and causing problems at the MRF. So I'm just asking the question. I think it's a really rad brand. I think they've done a great job. <laughs> yeah, they have. But it's most, that's just yeah. kind of my question is in general, does water need to be in an aluminum can? I don't, it doesn't need to be. Is it actually sustainable? I think the jury's out. All right. So I'm going to take my packaging designer hat off, right? Which yeah. is, yeah, I love Liquid Liquid Death. They're doing some amazing stuff. But, you know, there's a bunch of other brands that I love as well that are in cans. Do they really need to be in cans? You know, does uh, it's 8 o'clock, but does, does Stella <laughs> need to be in a can? Uh, does well, so, so a can need to be in a can? Yeah, so beer, from what I understand, now this is not, I'm not a, I'm not a packaging engineer, just so everybody knows. Uh, though I did stay at a, what is that, Holiday Inn Express? Um, <laughs> but from what I gather... Beer needs either glass or aluminum in order to be like, you can't just put beer in a, in a PET container. And so because of that glass is, has a similar situation to aluminum, which is um, it's, it does create, it's a lot of energy. It creates a lot of riverbed disruption from the sand that we have to get to make glass. And then that's not as accepted in uh, municipal, municipal, in curbside municipality yeah. recycling. So aluminum, I think, is a is a much better solution for beer and energy drinks than its its other option, which is glass. And maybe it can go in a PET container. I just I don't know that people are going to be buying like Coke bottle looking beer. Like I I don't know that right. we're quite ready for that. Yeah. What do you th- What do you think, Corey? I think I think it's a challenge because it's um it's okay what's what's more recycle what's more likely to be recycled i think is is the question i like to ask and uh, aluminum cans get recycled at a much higher rate to my knowledge yeah. and so to me that's a more sustainable option now you're right uh one of the largest or the largest can manufacturer in the world announced a 10x increase in their minimum order so that took wow. all those people that used to order a truckload of cans, which is a, a truckload of 12 ounce cans is about 208,000 cans. And they, and then now they have to order 10 times that of one print. And that, so that put most people out of that market for that uh, manufacturer. So people were scrambling, like Adam said, to label or shrink sleeve their cans uh, or there's a new company called DigiCan that's digitally printing direct to cans, which is really cool. Uh, but it it comes down to what's going to happen at the end of life, in my opinion. And uh, I think aluminum is is easier to or more likely to be recycled. I uh, and like you said, you can't put beer in PET, so I don't know. It's a challenge. I liked. Uh, I interviewed Boomerang Water. That's a really cool company, where they have a closed loop system inside mm-hmm. of a stadium, uh, where they uh, they refill their water on site and you reuse their their bottles over and over again. Awesome idea. I'm excited to see that come to fruition. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think you know, just in general, when you look at any type of packaging, whether it's 
cans, bottles, plastic for liquids or, uh, you know, for product packaging, whatever, you know, paperboard, corrugate, we're having shortages across the board. Yep. And it's also the time that we're having more startups than ever. Uh, people are launching businesses faster and at a, fa- you know, at a faster pace than ever before. I mean, that adds to the strain on the product. Right. Uh, but then also, I mean, to be honest, being completely honest here, as a packaging designer, this is where, you know, this is where I make my bread and butter. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're kind of, you're kind of challenged in, do we need more packaging or do we need to push clients to use less packaging? And the more established clients are, are now moving forward with, you know, lightweighting, you know, right sizing, all the different things that, that are required to be more sustainable at the same time when this other sector is, is building up as much packaging as possible. Yep. Agreed. It's a challenge. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, while we're on the topic of aluminum cans, can we please? I'm looking for, I'm looking for answers here, guys. <laughs> well, the answer, the answer is it's really complicated. But yeah. one thing that's not complicated is this whole like, hey, we're in an aluminum can, so we're plastic free. Uh, you, you are not plastic free if you are in an aluminum can. There is a liner on the inside of the can. You don't just have water interacting with raw aluminum. <laughs> And have it be have it be okay. There is a liner. There's plenty of videos out there. Maybe we should all make a TikTok video where you can actually see the liner. It's really small. It's it's not a big deal in recycling. It comes off in the smelter, all this stuff. But stop saying plastic free packaging. There is just it's not it's not hard to find. Just Google it. Sorry. So yeah, I made I made one on TikTok. It's really cool with Chemical Kim. She's one of the famous people on TikTok, a scientist, and she dipped it in uh, acid and showed how the liner was still there. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, um, I I didn't I didn't know that until I saw that video. Yeah. Anyway, all right, I'm over. <laughs> <laughs> right. We well, should we should talk about our. Go ahead, Avilia. No, I was gonna say from aluminum shortages to paper shortages. I think. Everybody's kind of experiencing this as well. Uh, you know, just there's paper companies that are no longer producing different lines of paper because they're trying to just focus on their key product. Um, I mean, there's shortages across across the board. So how are you, how are you handling those things, and, and what do you think people should? You know, how should we recommend um, you know, brands handle the uh, the paper shortages? Yeah, I think as uh, as a packaging company, as a packaging provider, uh, Landsberg has uh, addressed this in a several different ways. the the main The main way is this: we're we're forecasting as far out as we can, and ordering in advance, and planning ahead, and diversifying supply chains. Uh, you know, it's sometimes it's nice to work for a big company, <laughs> and uh, and to have global resources. Um, you know, we have production facilities all over the world and that helps a lot uh, but what i'm advising small and medium and all accounts is plan ahead as best you can and we can push and pull orders out in the future but you need to you need to be aware that lead times might spike anytime you never know yeah uh, awesome. i put a post on linkedin about the idea of, and it was a basketball reference, so sorry, Velio, but is the idea of a, of a 10-day contract in the NBA. So the NBA has had a whole lot. They've had their supply chain disruption, so a lot of players are getting COVID. They've got to go on health and safety protocols. So there's this 
glut of players who are signing these short-term 10-day emergency contracts. Literally like, oh, you're in Houston? We're playing a game in Houston. Here's a couple hundred thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars to come join our team for 10 days. It's pretty wild. So for from a supply chain perspective, I think it's really critical for brands today to have a, a few, call it two or three companies per critical packaging item that are emergency suppliers. Because if you are, there was, there was a, a lot of movement towards consolidating suppliers, which makes a lot of sense from a pricing strategy and all that. But now that we are in this supply chain crisis, I think brands need to actually expand their available uh, supplier base, just qualify somebody. And, you know, we'll give a shout out to, to one of our sponsors spec right here. And knowing your specs is also critical in order to do that. If, yeah. if your vendors all own all of your art, if your vendors own all of your specs, then you're in trouble. So that would be my suggestion. Um, Myers has, uh, similar to what Corey was saying, uh, really work to diversify our uh, paper supply base. Uh, it's not easy right now, um, but if, if you do the right testing, if you can qualify alternative materials, if you can qualify alternative vendors, do all that work now because 2022 is not going to be better. Don't just sit yeah. back, cross your fingers, and hope that this is all going to go away. It's going to yeah. take some time. So that's my suggestion. Hope is not a awesome. strategy. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let, let me let me uh, carry carry that on. Uh, there's a new episode on Waste 360 called "Delivering Hope Through Sustainable Packaging." Tell me about that, uh, Corey. Um, is that the episode that they you, just posted this morning with me and uh, uh, Jonathan Quinn? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that is from our uh, speech or our presentation last year at Waste 360 in Las Vegas. And uh, this next or this year, the three of us in this call will be speaking with Jonathan Quinn uh, at the same event. Very excited uh, about that. Airhorn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it's an it's an amazing event. I learned a whole bunch of things about uh, different methods of recycling. Um, there were there were uh, presentations about the global south and how they handle um, recycling and how uh, it, I was fascinated and I learned a whole bunch about how different countries are handling sustainability and recycling. It's very impressive. Yeah, also on, on Waste360, I put up on my LinkedIn uh, profile so you can go check it out. But they're, uh, for the first time, they did this, I guess, five years ago, but they're going to be compiling a list of, let me get this right, uh, it is the uh, one of the top 100 in waste and recycling. So top 100 waste and recycling firms. So you can go, uh, you can find the link on my on my LinkedIn page. You can go there. You can, uh, if you're a waste firm or a recycling firm, or if you know somebody, so if you're a brand or a packaging company, you're sending your stuff, send them there so they can get the recognition because we need more information on this stuff. I don't, I still feel very limited in what I what I know about this. And so I just want to suggest that everybody go there so that they can get a lot of really good information and, and compile their list. Yeah. And we should That's talk awesome. about our uh, audio live event on LinkedIn. Uh, we had a great uh, first event last Wednesday. I, I don't know exactly how many people were there, 40, 50, something like that. But uh, we're expecting as many or more this Wednesday, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, LinkedIn uh, audio live. Uh, we're we're beta testers and we're um, uh, making you know an impact on this sustainable packaging network. It's exciting. Absolutely. 
It's a great place. It's a great place to come listen to what's going on in sustainability and then meet people and actually connect. I mean, that's the whole point is we're trying to get this network to actually build uh, an actual community. Yes. Yep. Hey, I've got uh, uh, Saloni Doshi from Eco and Close is going to be on my podcast coming out tomorrow. Yeah. And then a replay of this uh, will be out on the People Packaging podcast audio only on Friday. That's what I got going on this week. That's awesome. I got uh, I got Mike from TerraCycle uh, hopping on a call here in a, in a few minutes to talk about some sustainability, uh, talk about carbon neutrality, and uh, we're getting to some pretty, pretty interesting things. So hopefully I'll release that uh, this week. Sweet. Exciting. Awesome, guys. Hey, I, I do want to give a quick shout out to Hugh for putting this con- He was the only guy that commented today. I don't know where everybody's at. <laughs> Thank you, but Hugh. I hope you're having a good time. We appreciate you. <laughs> Love you, buddy. We do appreciate you. <laughs> We appreciate right, you. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have like a do you have a rim shot with your, your, oh, with your I, do. Over I, there? I do. Hang on. Hang on. Just everybody. Right. Hang you, on. You gotta, do, you gotta do it again. You gotta do it hey, again. Hey, we appreciate you. Ah. There it is. <laughs> Time there is. is we We're here all week. All right. Try, try the meal. Literally. That was better. See you guys. <laughs> Hey, catch me catch me on Fridays on the Packaging Class. We're going to talk about a lot of different things that, uh, on Fridays. It's going to be pretty fun. Have a great time, guys. See you Wednesday, Bye. 10 a.m. <laughs> See you guys. Well, that's it for the news. You can join myself, Corey Connors, and Avelio Matos every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on LinkedIn. Make sure you put it into your calendars where we cover uh, news is being brought to you by Ubuntu. You can get your own newsletter by signing up at sustainablepackaging.io and using code PACKAGING25. You can also get more from Avelio by connecting with him on LinkedIn or listening to the Package Design Unboxed podcast, along with Corey Connors on TikTok at CoreyGated on LinkedIn and also his Sustainable Packaging podcast. If you want to know how you can uh, join us as a sponsor, you can send us all an email at info at incasemedia.com. That is E-N-C-A-S-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com. We'll talk to you next week.